everyone, and welcome to another episode of You Press Play Weekly News. My name is Natalia. I'm the news editor. I'm Jillian. I'm the editor in chief. I'm Michael. I'm the social media manager. And here's your news for this week. Palm Beach County is currently seeing a spike in COVID-19 cases, averaging 106 new cases every day. As cases are on the rise, vaccination rates continue to decrease, with only 48% of the county population being fully vaccinated. There are currently three active cases at FAU, two of which are on the Boca Raton campus, the other on the Jupiter campus. The Delta variant is spreading. There are currently 280 infections across 34 Florida counties. For more information, check out our weekly COVID-19 updates at upressonline.com. FAU hosts an annual bonfire music festival, typically featuring multiple live performances and other activities. Though it was canceled last year due to the pandemic, the tradition will continue this fall. The festival will take place on September 9th and will feature performances from Flo Rida, Jesse McCartney, Kiana Leed, and Willie Jones. There will also be a fireworks display and a guest appearance from football head coach Willie Taggart and the football team. Tickets are free to students. To get your ticket, visit FAUevents.com. The death toll is up to 24 and 121 people are still missing after the Champlain Tower South Condo in Surfside collapsed last week. The search and rescue operation has been paused as Tropical Storm Elsa nears Florida. With a storm looming, crews are beginning the process of demolishing the building. Concern has been mounting that the partially collapsed condo is at risk of further collapse, endangering the crews that are working underground to find possible survivors. The fear was that Elsa may take the building down for us and take it down in the wrong direction, Surfside Mayor Charles Burkett said. Two days before the collapse, a pool contractor photographed major damage in the pool equipment room of the building, including cracked concrete and exposed rebar. No survivors have yet been pulled from the rubble. Elsewhere in Miami, other high-rise buildings are being inspected for possible structural problems. On Friday, Crestview Towers, a 10-story condo in North Miami Beach, was ordered to be evacuated after a report declared it unsafe. Saturday night, a three-story Miami Beach condo was evacuated after structural issues were discovered. Tropical Storm Elsa was briefly a hurricane this weekend, though it's no longer considered such. However, there is still a hurricane warning in effect in Haiti. Florida will likely see tropical storm conditions early this week. The National Hurricane Center has warned about the possibility of flash flooding and minor river flooding. The Florida Keys are under a tropical storm warning. How the rest of Florida will be impacted is largely going to depend on how Elsa is impacted as it travels through the islands of Hispaniola. So far, three people have died because of the storm. A blaze in the Gulf of Mexico described as an eye of fire has been brought under control, according to Mexico State oil company Pemex. Pemex blamed the inferno on an underwater gas leak. No injuries occurred and the Pemex oil platform closest to the fire did not require evacuations. Pemex has launched an investigation into this incident. The images of the Gulf burning trended on Twitter immediately and alarmed climate activists. Angel Carrizales, head of Mexico's oil safety regulator, ASEA, said on Twitter that the incident did not generate any spill, but did not elaborate on what was burning on the surface of the Gulf. Pemex has a history of accidents at its facilities, including an explosion at a pipeline in 2019 that killed 91 people in Tlahuelipan, Mexico. The Supreme Court this week ruled that two provisions of an Arizona voting law that restricted how ballots are cast does not violate the Voting Rights Act. According to NPR, the Supreme Court declared that unequal impact on minorities is relatively minor, other states have similar laws, and that a state doesn't 
have to wait for any type of fraud to occur before enacting laws to prevent it. The House voted on legislation Tuesday to remove statues of Confederates, including Confederate President Jefferson Davis from the U.S. Capitol, as well as a bust of Chief Justice Roger B. Taney, who is famous for writing the 1857 Dred Scott decision declaring that Black people could not be U.S. citizens. The bill passed the House in favor 285 to 120. All Democrats voted in favor of the bill, while 67 GOP lawmakers voted in favor. The attack of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th renewed efforts to remove the statues. In a statement, House Majority Whip James Clyburn, a Democrat from South Carolina, said, On January 6th, we experienced the divisiveness of Confederate battle flags being flown inside the U.S. Capitol. Yet there are still vestiges that remain in this sacred building that glorify people and a movement that embraced that flag and sought to divide and destroy our great country. This legislation will remove these commemorations from places of honor and demonstrate that as Americans, we do not celebrate those who seek to divide us. Taney's bust will be replaced by a bust of Thurgood Marshall, the United States' first Black Supreme Court Justice. This past week, Bill Cosby, the stand-up comedian, actor, and author, was released from jail. Pennsylvania's Supreme Court overturned the sexual assault conviction because his due process rights were violated when he was charged and convicted. In 2018, Cosby was sentenced to 10 years of jail for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant at his house 14 years ago. The sentence also included a fine of $25,000, lifetime mandatory sex offender counseling, and registration and notification that sexually violent predator lives in the area. Many of the women who came forward about Cosby have expressed disappointment. The attorney who, who represented many of them, Gloria Allred, said that the court decision is devastating. Allred said in a statement that even though the court overturned the conviction, it did not, and I quote, vindicate Bill's, Bill Cosby's conduct and should not be interpreted as a statement or a finding that he did not engage in the acts of which he has been accused, end quote. On Thursday, New York prosecutors charged the Trump Organization and its chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, with a 15-year tax scheme. The charges marked the first criminal case against the former president's company. The company, along with Trump Payroll Corporation, were charged with 10 counts and Weisselberg 15 counts in an off-the-book scheme that stretched back to the year 2005. The scheme was intended to allow certain employees to substantially understate their compensation from the Trump Organization so that they could and did pay federal, state, and local taxes in amounts that were significantly less than the amounts that should have been paid, the indictment said. Weisselberg pleaded not guilty and was released on his own recognizance. Former President Trump was not charged but was angered by the charges, criticizing that the investigation is being led by two Democrats. The Trump Organization also characterized the prosecution as a political witch hunt. In a statement, the organization said Weisselberg was being used as a pawn in a scorched earth attempt to harm the former president. The indictment alleges that Weisselberg evaded income tax and the company invaded payroll taxes under the scheme. The indictment of Weisselberg could intensify pressure for him to cooperate with prosecutors in their investigation of Trump and his company. Exceeding expectations, the U.S. saw an additional 850,000 jobs this June a good sign for our recovering economy. The average hourly pay has increased by 3.6% since last year, and that trend has continued over the past couple of months. As businesses have opened up, employers have complained about difficulty finding employees. Economist Betsy Stevenson tweeted, it turns out that you can find workers, you just have to pay a better wage than in the past because wages of low-wage workers are going up. 
A third of the job gains this June are attributed to the leisure and hospitality sector, which is important because that is the field in which employers have been the most vocal about their difficulty finding employees. While increasing wages has helped entice some employees, the labor force is still smaller than before the pandemic as there are still 6.7 million less jobs. The Chinese Communist Party celebrated their 100th anniversary this past week. The country marked the anniversary with celebrations across the country, including a speech. In the speech, the president of the country gave a strongly nationalistic speech of China not being bullied, oppressed, or subjugated by foreign countries. Some athletes who are hoping to compete at this year's Tokyo Olympics have been disqualified or ruled ineligible from the event. Two Naivian sprinters, Christine Mamboa and Beatrice Massolini, were ruled ineligible to compete in the women's 400 meters due to high testosterone levels. The governing body requires that the blood testosterone levels of female athletes be under five nanomoles per liter to compete in select events, which include the 400 meters. In order to compete, they must now take medication to lower their levels. Shia Kari, who was to represent Team USA, was suspended for a month after testing positive for marijuana. The positive test also invalidates her performance from the U.S. Olympic trials, where she won the 100-meter dash. And we have reached the end of our weekly news update. Tune in next week for more news and more information.